Hey guys, we are back with another episode and we want to remind you about the Fearless community. We would love to have you a part of our community and all you got to do is click the link in the description and join. Tuesday night's Bible study, Wednesday night community night in Zoom, me, conservative aunt, Ross the boss, we'd love to see you there. Today's podcast, we're talking about the New World Order, the corruption of the federal government, and the shooting in Brooklyn. Let's get to it. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. We are back with another episode of Speak Truth Without Fear. I'm your host, Jordan Sarmiento, and we got Ross, the boss. What up, baby? Hello. Hello. Greetings. Greetings. I just want to see how warm I can make this sound for all of you. (laughs) All right. Well, another episode, man. I don't know what number this is, like 58 or 59. Wait, could but. you just hear me now, or did you not hear me? I heard you. Oh, okay. No, I heard you. Uh, my uh, Wi-Fi, I'm going to turn my Wi-Fi off and switch direct to Ethernet. Uh, oh, boy. Does that matter? All right. We're doing this live on the podcast. All right. Everybody. All righty, then. Ross, how's your week? Uh, Yeah. Slow. It's been a slow week. I mean, everything in politics moves fast. So if you're paying attention to politics, another nuclear war nuclear war is probably going to happen tomorrow. Uh, black supremacists killed a bunch of white people, and the FBI was too busy kidnapping the governor to check it out. Um, yeah, another another day in uh, in American paradise where you're watching everything that makes sense get destroyed while other countries slowly speed past your progress as a country. And you're like, how is this happening? And you're like, oh, the other countries paid for us to shoot ourselves in the foot. Oh, <laughs> dang, they're so smart. And then you're just watching Biden, like, do everything pro China. And you're like, yep. oh, makes sense. Pro China, pro Ukraine. I mean, we have we have. We have the politicians of Bush and Romney and Obama and Clinton back in the White House. I mean, I look at Biden as the same thing as a Bush, regardless of party. I mean, at the end of the day, they're America last. And we are seeing these policies happen fast. I mean, I don't need to name all the different things that... We, I mean, dude, I mean, who would have thought that Justin... A year, bro, what, what we're talking. And you have, we're talking war, Ukraine. You have, I mean, we know the inflation and immigration, all the different issues. I never thought it would be this fast. And now it feels like, you know, and now you have this whole, uh, what you just mentioned a little bit ago, this Frank James racist black dude in New York or Brooklyn that goes and lights up a subway, kills a bunch of white people. And uh, we can get into those details a little bit, but now the next thing, it feels like they're just, they, it's like, okay, we need to go back to war. Boom. We're going to pull out, we're going to collapse and let terrorism reign all over the Middle East again. Boom. Done. Okay. We need to start meddling in war again. Let's start getting all these manufacturers and the lobbyists and everyone's hungry and they're getting that, what is it? $8 billion or $12 billion deal. 
out for Ukraine, send $12 billion into the black hole. Everyone gets paid. All right. We got our paycheck. Awesome. We got yeah, our all spending the bill orchestrating this crap. They all just got paid real quick from your taxpayer yep. dollars, 800 million just now. There you go. That's what yep. they paid off whoever. And now we find out a week later that somebody else got an oil deal and really we're supposed to be buying oil at an exorbitant rate. And that's just the way it's going to work for a while. And yeah, it's just, you know, this whole thing is just ridiculous, man. If, and you know, I don't even know what people could do about it because it's happening so much. I mean, the, basically the federal government is destroying the United States of America. That's yeah, basically uh, what's that, happening. That's a great, you're so right. That's exactly what it is. We have, it feels like we have our enemies, like we have the Chinas, we have the, U- I would say, I mean, the, or if you want to say Russia or Ukraine or the Middle East and Iran and the countries that hate us, it feels like we have in the, the World Economic Forum, we have these leaders that have implemented and put people in the federal government. And basically the federal government feels like it's it's our own adversary. Yeah. But our adversary is running our country. They're telling us, you and all your kids still have to be masked on planes. They're telling us we're not going to touch the border and we're going to keep letting uh, illegal immigrants from all over the world come in. They're telling us now we're raising interest rates. They're telling us that you will not own anything and you will be happy. It's such a good point. It feels like the federal government is our enemy. Which, again, I think majority of the people that are listening to this would actually agree. I mean, it's scary though because they have so much reach, Jordan. Like, I went to the food, I went to the grocery store, and everything's up like thirty percent over here. Not like twenty, not ten, not five. Like, I mean, everything. Like, dude, there was cans of corn that were seventy-seven cents six months ago that I used to get that are a dollar thirty-three now. That's not. That's not 8%. That's not 9%. That's not 20%. That's a lot. Right. And uh, and I'm, I'm, I know that's just one thing, and maybe it's not so bad in other categories. I understand that. But can anybody truly say that they hated Trump? Like, now that all the emotion's gone, can will you think those same people would truly say that we hated Trump enough to lose a lot more of our money? Like, how much more does it cost? Like, you know how I'm talking to these Uber drivers, you know? I talk to them about their benefits and stuff sometimes. And... I mean, the gas money that they spend, dude, it's almost a fruitless endeavor now to be to be in the industry that has to rely on a vehicle with gas. And it was all by choice. All of that is by choice. This country, did, the federal government did that to us by choice. There, there was a video that I remember. I don't even remember this. It happened a month before Trump recorded. And again, it's not about Trump, but it's, it's just interesting that as you say this, it was like a month before the election. Or no, maybe it was the October 4, October, the year before. And he said, there might be a time <laughs> where I'm probably going to have to go away for a time so that the people that don't like me will have to realize what they are, what they are losing. And I feel like the he absence of uh, Trump, yeah, I'll, I'll try to find this video. Yeah, he, no, he, t- he talked about it. He said, There's, there might be a time where I'm not going to be here and, they're gonna, and the people will then realize how much – you know, how much we have gained by putting America first. Um, I'll try to find that video and, and upload it on my story because I remember seeing that. I, I shared it uh, like two years ago. It's interesting, and, man. They're getting rid of all of our leverage. So as soon as Trump gets back in, 
he's going to go to China and they're going to be like, pay your debts. And he's going to be like, well, the oil run on our dollar. And they're going to be like, not anymore. It doesn't, you know, yep. type of thing. Like, is this whole thing's going to transition? Yeah, I, I encourage you guys, and I don't want to go deep into it because I will probably be probably butcher it. But I was telling Ross, uh, we were talking about this before we went live, that Glenn Beck just put like an eight minute video out, man. And uh, wasn't the best thing to listen to because he talks about these three different meetings, one in the 1940s, one in the 19, I think it was 70s or 80s, and then the third meeting happened last month in March. And meeting number one, they discussed world leaders and leaders from the federal government discussed making the dollar the, you know, the the world currency, the global currency for oil. And then the 1980s, because of the issue, or no, it was, it was, it was, no, it made America, the dollar, the gold standard. Then the 1980s, because of inflation, they backed the dollar with oil. And then last month, the conversation was all of these other nations, Brazil, Russia, China, Taiwan, I believe it was India, that now they are going to reject the dollar as the global currency that backs oil and make it the one. Idiot. Such an and, idiot move from Biden. And if that is the case, Glenn Beck makes the case, our lives are going to change in a drastic way. And the way of life that we have been raised and that we've had the American privilege to have being born in this nation will change forever. It will no longer ever be the same. And the prices for everything, and he said a couple things. The first thing he talked about was the, the chips from Taiwan and that all of our electronics, our cars, batteries, laptops, um, TVs, everything that our phones, I mean, we could see huge increases, not like a $50 more for your phone. We're talking like $800 more for our phone because our dollar would weaken in a drastic way. Not fun stuff to talk about, but the New World Order, and Biden's talking, dude, Biden's talking about the, uh, the New World Order a lot recently. Mm. He's been talking about it a lot, like, the day is coming, he's prepping, it's like he's pre-gaming, he's putting out the shot glasses, we haven't drank it yet. I mean, they but do it all the time. They talk about this stuff as if it's just totally normal. So exhausting, yeah, man. So exhausting but again, to watch it. It is. Your mic but is if you're a believer slowly sinking. You're, if you're a believer and you're a Christian, we know the end game of the story. Jesus talks about this. Hey, in these last days, all of these different things are going to happen. You're going to be per persecuted for my name's sake. There's going to be a one-world currency. I mean, it, it talks, it's until they talk about this. Yeah, I mean, if you're a believer, then this is heading towards an apocalyptic, uh, something clearly laid out in Scripture. Your mic yep. is sinking, Jordan. It's, it's hilarious I know. It keeps, watching it, keeps it slowly go down. <laughs> it's so slow. It just slowly goes down for <laughs> everybody watching. Thing. I'm just watching Jordan keep steadily getting more and more out of frame. It's funny. Well, yeah, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're powerless right now to what's happening because we have no control over how stupid the people running the federal government are. Um, it's, you know, it's intentionally stupid. It's like we're all watching the guy who's driving the car intentionally run over the curbs yes. and the cones. 
he's hitting the cones on purpose. And it's like, uh, what's going on here? And then you find well, out. And then he his... blames somebody else. And he said, yeah. I, I, I didn't hit you. Saw, I just saw you hit the, co- the cone. No, that, that, was, that was Putin. No, we just saw you hit the cone. Oh, no, no, that was Trump from two years ago. The cone was there, but it wasn't supposed to be there. And the only reason why I hit it was because he put the cone there two years ago. Like, I mean, this is what is being played out in real time. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. I'm just I'm ashamed at that that it that the corruption was this deep in the system already that when it finally got to power, there was no stops along the way for them to be able to execute so much evil shit on so many people and that that's how corrupt the system is that no one stopped it yet. Like we're still having to suffer. Like there's still mask mandates for kids in New York City. Like what? Like, do you yeah. not know? So you don't even accept, like you're willing to allow for suffering to continue for some form of suffering, whether you want to say that's any suffering or no suffering. I, I'll debate you all day and I'll win if you want to tell right. me that it's no suffering. Cool. Let's look at their IQ development. Right. So we can we can we can go into that. But so it, but they're just choosing it everywhere else has literally been like, this doesn't work. This is stupid, especially for kids. And it's just like, well. Not to us. We're going to do it anyway. And it's like, this is a kind of a heightened level of suffering that you're just voluntarily choosing, you sickos. Hmm. <sighs> I'm just sick of it, man. I'm sick of it. I'm like, I want to be left alone. I want everybody to leave everybody alone. But, you know, like, but the question is, how deep into the ditch are they going to drive the car to the point that we can even elect somebody else or have a revolution of some sort to be able to get back the reins? Like, we might be so far underneath of the paw of the global hierarchy at that point that it wouldn't matter. Right. No, yeah. You, no, you're, you're completely right, man. And I mean, we're seeing this at the border. <laughs> you saw that video. Uh, actually, I should play it. The vid- <laughs> Governor Abbott, let me just read this because I, I had this up. Because, I mean, again, the federal government's role is to protect us from foreign adversaries, and they're, they are in charge of protecting the nation's border. And obviously, that's not happening right now. Um, it feels like they've just kept the hole in the wall open on purpose. And um, Governor Abbott last week signed a bill or some type of policy that basically all the illegal immigrants that are coming across the border, they're packing them in buses and sending them over, and they're bringing the border to Biden. Um, (laughs) Ross, check this out. This is in Washington, D.C. today, as Governor Abbott tweeted out saying that, you know, he fulfilled his promise and he is sending all the illegal immigrants over to Washington, D.C. since the the federal government is welcoming them to do whatever they want. Just cross the border. Check this out. Take Greg Abbott up on the offer for the free bus ride to Washington, but that's it. As uh, people hop off, we believe on Capitol Hill. Yeah, this is a great feeling. I mean, I don't love the fact that there's a whole bunch of people waiting to get get, uh, admission into our country the right way. And because of the spat between the governor and the president, we're getting a whole bunch of people who just got a free bus ride right to Washington, D.C. in a beautiful spring day. So what lesson is that if you're watching in Mexico, Central America, Russia, Ukraine? Uh, don't even go through our system. This is how you get here. Seems like fun. So if you're just joining us, we've been talking all week. about So true. Uh, exactly. What's the point of even going through the system? Right. If Why you can you literally just 
w- walk right across the border. And not only you, you get a free ride, free ride to hang out in the States until two, three years, your case is up and you're already living here. And then, you know, they're going to pass some type of bill that all the dreamers all the way up to 2022, you are going to have citizenship. And we're not talking about people, refugees. We're talking about people that just want to exploit. They just want to be here. They just want to exploit the system. And we and don't know do you who do the hell that? these people are. Yeah. What do you do with that? What, what the heck do you do with this, man? Like, you guys lock your doors at night, right? You really think everybody's just supposed to be here? Why, why is that? Explain it to me. Isn't there, like, culture does matter. Whether you think someone stealing shoelaces from you is worthy a worthy reason to shoot them or not is a cultural thing. <laughs> like, yeah, we exactly. have certain boundary lines of, of action that we've been conditioned to exist inside of for 80, 90, 150 years, whatever that we all have learned to appreciate the general idea of I'm allowed to let you say your piece. I might not agree with you, but I'm not going to harm you for saying your piece. Those types of ideas, those are all constitutional uh, American ideas. And we have these people that are coming in and are not going through the assimilation process where it tames some of those other bad ideas that can lead to more suffering inside of certain uh, human environments like you know, there's a lot of stuff inside of Middle Eastern culture, right, with in regards to Muslim, uh, Islam, where, you know, there's physical striking that can happen from a husband to or to to his wife. And that's pretty normal um, right. as, as a means of discipline. Right. Almost like she's one of the children. And, you know, in the United States, you can't do that shit. It doesn't matter if it's your religion or not. You know, what I'm saying because that's not acceptable. We have expectations about how you conduct yourself in society and the amount of suffering that you are allowed to voluntarily inflict inflict onto other people. And so there's a massive chunk of the process of assimilation that helps people understand the reason behind why right. people have freedom, why we want freedom of speech, why we want the ideas that you have and the ideas that we have to get in a cage match and fight and only the best idea wins the one that provides the least amount of humor and suffering as the conclusion wins and this all is part of the assimilation process and they're just they're calling america evil the people on the left the people in charge they're calling america evil they're calling it white supremacist they're shutting up everything that's hurting white people right now as if it's not really happening there's full-blown propaganda in the schools to full-blown racist propaganda stuff that if you replace the word white with black seven years ago everybody would go oh my god this is racist But because it's normalized and because you think that one side has been harmed, you all the listener and and the people that the left is talking to have allowed yourselves to be weaponized in a way to become anti-racist and to go against people that have done you or black people potentially no wrong at all. And you're blaming people now for their ancestors behavior, you know, and so it's like that isn't something that we've done in American culture forever. You literally we don't do your sins of your fathers fall upon your head. We don't do that in America. Everybody is an individual. I respect you to the degree that I know that you're trustworthy and you're not going to produce harm. And I just, I give you that respect as an American. If you're an American, I know that you probably agree to these most, most of these things. And if you don't agree to those things, you're probably going to jail or you're a criminal, which is why a lot of these illegal aliens end up in jail or in a crimp or are criminals and they get released and then they kill more people. And yeah. it's like, they just well, don't have creating- the right culture. It's creating more extremists on both sides as well, and I mean, and we we see that with what happened today with or yesterday in Brooklyn with the shooting, 
And I'm reading also, a, I mean, a different report now. This here in South Carolina, serial rapist Bowen Turner, 19 years old, whose dad works for a DA, gets probation for sexually assaulting a pastor's daughter. Second rape, the, uh, that was the first victim. The second rape victim that he did died, and the third charge was dismissed. And he's out on probation. A dude that killed someone from rape, another dude that raped, the same dude that raped a pastor's daughter, raped three different people, and the dude's out on probation. We have empowered people to allow them to get away with crime, which is why they keep doing it. That's why you see yeah. in San Francisco and L.A. and New York all of these jewelry shops and all of these stores getting robbed. And they just walk in, or they walk into a CVS, they steal $1,000 worth of liquor, they put it in their backpack, and they walk out because they know that the prosecutor and the district attorneys won't prosecute them. They ain't doing and nothing. And so th they've normalized crime. And now you got to the point where now we have caused the divide so much with race and gender in and the all way, this bullshit. In the way in which they, they normalized crime was they basically said that you are not allowed to hold people accountable. You are not allowed to hold people individually accountable for their individual actions because people are just the product of what their ancestors were. That's yeah. basically what they've said is how can you help it? She was the descendant of a slave. Well, she should be allowed to steal. <laughs> this this person is that this person is a this. You should be allowed to whatever. And it's like you can think that if you want, but that is going to lead to significantly more stealing because human beings are lazy by nature. And I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. And if me and Jordan had a past that me and him were somehow allowed to rob people and get an extra a thousand dollars of products that I could sell on Amazon or, or I could sell on whatever a week later, you darn well believe I, I would do it. Well, you can't. You just I mean, I would I, I, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't really do that because I, you know, I, I have morals, but if it would incentivize morals, exactly. us to. No, exactly. You know, yeah, because you have morals. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because I have culture because I was assimilated. You know, like I, I under I grew up going, ah, there is a certain type of way that societies can conduct themselves that limits the amount of suffering that can be allowed to occur. And one of those cultural values is not letting the government get too much control. That's I mean, that's a that's a real part of one of our values as Americans is we realize the ultimate threat that has murdered more other humans in, in history, which is governmental yeah. agencies. They have murdered exactly. more people than anybody. So. You know, these are all things that I think we all should be aware of, but I'm I'm nervous because I know that probably 30 to 50 percent of the up and coming generation really probably doesn't know a lot of these things. Jordan, they haven't understood what what socialism has tried to do. And I just I wonder what what America is going to look like in the next 15, 20 years, bro, with yeah, with significantly less power throughout the world in a way, you know, but then maybe self-sufficient more in a way. It, maybe we come back and we're more self-sufficient because we needed to, you know, like World War II, you know, we were doing all this shit here at home. You know, they, they yeah. used to collect people's like old, uh, old tin cans and stuff to like build military machines during World War II. They were like, everybody throw in your whatevers, you know, and now that I look yeah. at the government, I'm like, I bet you they just wanted y'all's tin cans, you suckers, you know, yeah, but but like I think that we can all come together and imagine if we actually thought it was right and we put away the people that were unjust. You know what I mean? Like, but I just don't know how much I believe that's going to happen at this point. But anyway, no, they they uh, got us young ride. man, and and they did a good job. They there are. It's it's interesting. America is the least racist country in the nation, I believe today. But at the same time. Never in history have we had the most racial tension since probably the 1960s. I mean, dude, 20 years, 20 years ago, when I was 12 years old, 
race when I was 20 years old, when we were in college in Kansas City, never in my life did race ever cross my mind, ever. Never thought I, about like, it, bro. Never thought about it. I Unless never I thought about how cool I thought black people were because they dressed really cool or something, or maybe they right. look super swag. Yo, yeah, but. no, I dude, I, I wanted to, like, dude, when I was when I was in high school, I wanted to be black. I wanted, dude, I wanted to, I like, I'm <laughs> so embarrassing. I can't say this. I put, all, I literally wanted to wear do rags. I bought a do rag, freaking rocked it for a week, and then I got made fun of at school, but they freaking loved it. And I mean, I. I was surrounded. I had so many black friends growing up. Race never was ever an issue with them or me. Where nowadays, it's always in the back of my my mind where, hey, is this person going to look at me different? Or, hey, because, you, again, that this is what media, social media, politics, Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, all of these instances that have happened over the last 10 years has basically poured a bunch of alcohol on the wound that already had a scab on it and we ripped the scab and just poured alcohol all over that wound and that's what's happened over these last 10 years right and the point of it is so that they could agitate the person whose wound it is they needed to stick an arrow in your wound and wiggle it around so that they could animate you black people of america they needed to animate you so that you would do something outlandish and demand for blm to be the counter to trump that's for, basically mean, for, what happened. Like, if you want to get down to it, yeah. I'm talking about the BLM, the organization, everybody, not the actual neighbor that you have that did a local march that cares about black people. Right, I get that. Right. But BLM, the organization, says they are Marxist. They but are Marxist. Your lo- but your local friend and neighbor that marched for Black Lives Matter got played. <laughs> yeah, they don't know it. They don't even they know, don't know it. it. They think, but and then they look and they go, "Why did they buy a six million dollar mansion in the white neighborhood? Why are the nonprofits of all Black Lives Matter canceled and 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 uh, postponed or suspended, and no one can donate to them anymore because they stole your money? They ran off own... with your money, sweetness. That's what happened. <laughs> they they stole... told you we. They said we's gonna fix it, y'all. <laughs> and then you, everybody threw their money in. And then they were and like, they, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm buying houses in white rich neighborhoods. Three yeah, of man. them. <laughs> I mean, and guess who spearheaded the BLM movement, bro? Like, guess who was behind all of it? Guess who was funding it? White folks. Marks, white folks and Marxists. Yeah, dude. It's like, guys, come on. They played y'all again. Like, don't let these white jokers get your emotions all up to the point where you start believing shit. Like, do y'all remember... When y'all were growing up, some of my best friends were black, dude. Like, they were the, the – I still to this day think black people are some of the funnest people to be around. Oh, dude. Their but, like, now great. every time I see black people, I think to myself, is this one of the black people that believes what the yeah. media has been telling them this whole time? And when they see right. me in a Patriot hat, do they think there's a – there's a guy who would probably have a KKK robe in his yard. Mind you, me and Jordan both have never seen one KK robe, KKK robe. We've never discussed one conversation with anybody relating anything to white supremacy. I've never even heard anybody in any of our cliques and any of our conservative whatevers say anything remotely close to an idea that symbolizes white supremacy. Not one. Yeah. And like, but I, they think they see me and they go, that guy might just might be willing to lynch me if I did something that that maybe looked at his girl wrong or something. And it's yeah, just like, and, and, what? And, and having that thought, I mean, 
adds to that tension. I mean, it puts thoughts in your head. Are they going to jump me? Are they going to do this? Because again, if they do believe what the mainstream media says, then I would too. You right? know what I mean? I would, I would have that chip on my shoulder. That, dude, that happened to me the other day. I was, I was in the bathroom. There's a couple dudes in there. And I was like, I net like, and I was the only one in there. And I was looking over my shoulder to see if I was going to get mugged from behind because you do not know there. And never in my life have I ever had those thoughts ever unconsciously enter my head ever. But now because of the racial tension that we have created through our media and politics and black lives matter. Now those thoughts are in the heads of people that are not racist. Yeah, you know, you know that those people who watch CNN and all that stuff, you know yep. that they are emotionally charged, intentionally emotionally charged yep. to vehemently hate certain people. And look, on the conservative side, we disagree with you, but we don't freaking hate you. Like, if you're gay, if no, you're LGBT, I mean, you could do whatever you want. Like, uh, we don't hate you. We just don't want you talking to our kids and trying to tell <laughs> them that your way is better. It's like, actually, yeah. no. I'm not going to let you say that because I don't agree with you. And even though it's like you think it's immoral for me to say that, that's your version of morality, which is basically a religion. And my religion says something different. So we have different religious opinions about this. And I will not let you teach my kid your religion. Sorry, not going to happen. Yep. No, it's so true. And um, I, I was at Disney or no, Universal, not Disney, uh, I, Universal Studios this past weekend. I got Universal passes because... Uh, my nephews have them, my sister. So we've been going, you know, once every week. Who owns Universal? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Keep going. I mean, I'm sure it leads back to the World Economic Forum in some way, <laughs> Vanguard. BlackRock or, or somebody. <laughs> yeah, Black somebody. Yeah. But I mean, it's better than Disney. George uh, Soros's ugly cousin yeah. or something. Yeah, probably. Um, but I'm wearing a sweatshirt. And on this sweatshirt, it says, No thanks, passionate patriot. And as I'm walking, I would just walk out of this restaurant and this black dude comes up to me and grabs me by the shoulder and kind of pulls me back. And I was like, right away, I was caught off guard. He goes, hey, what does that sweatshirt mean? And I didn't realize what I was wearing because it says really big on the back with an American flag. No, thanks. Passionate patriot. And I said, what does it say again? Because I forgot what it's I didn't know what what sweatshirt I was wearing. He goes, no, thanks. Passionate patriot. And I was like, what does it mean to you? And he goes, well, you know, that can be. uh, you know that that can be mis um, what's the word defined as in many different ways, and I said, yeah. He's like, so what? Are you, what are you trying to say with that sweatshirt? I said, <laughs> I said, no thanks. I'm a passionate patriot. Don't tell. We have so many people in this country that hate America, and I'm passionate about this country because of the freedoms and where my family came from. What does it mean to you? And he said, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure because uh, that could be um, received in many different ways. And he walked away. So, like, the fact that the word passionate patriot is exactly what you just said a little bit ago. I mean, someone that is passionate about the country and that loves the country is now becoming a threat to Americans that have bought the lie of the mainstream media. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know what he meant. I thought he was, like, pro-America. and He was like, what do you no, mean, no, no, no. thanks, passionate patriot? No, I, I no, he had he had a chip he had his guards up with me for sure. And he's like, Well, just so you know, that could be misconstrued a lot of different ways. I wonder and how he meant it or what he thought. I, I don't yeah. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I talk to a dude every day. Like I have I have, you know, the dude that I argue with. Everybody needs the person that they argue with. It helps you sharpen <laughs> your arguments. 
But so I have this dude that I'm just always sharing stuff to. And I'm like 10 for 10. I've been right about like everything. So it's a great like record I've kept up to him every time we talk. And I'm like, look, bro, look, bro, look, bro. But like this dude is like the guy who doesn't do anything but read the headlines and get swayed by like Hollywood and the newest rappers and stuff. And I'm just watching him fall for every single one of their things. I mean, literally this dude talks to me about white supremacy every time we talk, even (laughs) though every single time he brought it. No, he's black. Every single time he's brought it up, I've been like, dog, I openly condemn any type of white supremacy and have for two years now since we've been talking, dude. And it's probably 30 times he's said something about it, like, admit it. And I'm like, admit what? He's like, this thing exists. I'm like, yeah, this white supremacist. Cool. It's still not in your top 100 problems that y'all need to solve right now. Like, if you care. You know, like there's so many other well, problems. Like yeah. You're, abor- I mean, you're like, aborting all of your kids, black community. Like you're not going to have any lives in the future to vote. Like you're literally physically losing your ability to vote in things that you want because you're yep. snuffing out your own children at the brilliant advice of old racist white, white people. White people. <laughs> like, like what? A, what a plan on. What, what a, a plan. plan. Tell you they're on your side and then let you kill your kids like in front of oh, them like with their help. Goodness. Like, guys, come on. It's such what? a physical ramification and you're so blind you don't see it and you do it in our faces and think that you're free while you snuff out your lineage. This, this is why Candace Owens talks about how Black Lives Matter, the situation with jo- George Floyd and Road versus Wade was the was an open door for black people to walk onto the plantation and that's what they did. And they did it. They, the, I mean, these white people didn't even have to force them to do that. They literally took control of their minds, their beliefs, and convinced them to one get divorce. They subsidized single uh, taking the dads out of the home. They convinced them to kill their kids and then celebrate it. They have now. I mean, Frank James on Facebook. Puts this. I mean, this is right before the shooting. The Brooklyn mass shooting suspect Frank James posted on social media, Oh, black Jesus, please kill all the whiteies. And then proceeded to shoot up the NYC subway in Brooklyn. This is what we have created. This is what the media has created. This is what Black Lives Matter created. This is what Marxism has created. It's true. Is they've created people that are more racist than they are today, and they are literally going out to shoot and kill white people. He puts this on his Facebook. You look at his social media. I was just going through this a little, bo- little bit ago. And, I mean, the post that you would think he has— and he, he was post- on the FBI watch list, too. He was on the FBI yeah. terror list, and he had 12 prior arrests, everybody. And he was <laughs> posting about this stuff on social media. Like, I, with literally a 48-pack of donuts, could have done a better job than the FBI at watching this guy. With no surveillance yeah. history, with nothing, I could have been like, oh, yeah, shit. I was actually scrolling when I was on the can the other day, Mikey, and I saw that... Uh, you know, Frank was tweeting about killing white folks who I might want to put the little button on that lets everybody know <laughs> this shit this shit might happen. He was, was he? Yeah, he totally <laughs> yes. asked black Jesus to kill all the white folks. It was pretty crazy. Well, based on his history, we might we should report that. Well, all right, well, I'll get Gene on it tomorrow, probably sometime. I that that amount of effort would have been better than whatever the Federal Bureau of Investigation yeah. accomplished <laughs> by following this man. Do you guys think that was intentional or do you think they're actually that shitty? 
at trying yeah. to do something. Like they're not actually that shitty. They are do they are being told to stand down for certain things. And I don't like there's no way. Guys, they lost the Hunter Biden laptop data. What? <laughs> what? They lost they had the laptop turned into them and then poof, it disappeared. Poof. They had Oops. Jeffrey Epstein and then poof, the cameras were off and he died, supposedly. They have Whoops. this guy and the cameras at the subway, poof, are disappeared. They had 9-11 and every single camera in Washington, D.C. on 9-11 where the plane hit the Pentagon. Forgive me for getting a little conspiratorial here. Every Camera didn't, not one camera has a video of the plane that actually hit the freaking Pentagon. And then right. you have Fran, then you have Frank Whitaker in 2013 post the meme, I like you, but I'm going to kill you last. In 2014, he posts a picture of him scratching his head with a bomb as a meme. Then in another picture in 2017, he says that they say the pen is mightier than the sword. I say the bold is mightier than both. Then in 2018, he posts a picture, or, or I'm sorry, two years ago, posts a picture of a black a black man in a Black Lives Matter t-shirt with a gun pointing at the camera. Then in another, the next video, the next in 2019, posts a picture of him talking about the Communist Party and how we need to have communism back in America. And then also posts that he wants to, he's praying to Jesus to kill white people. He's on the FBI watch list. And then this dude gets away with having a gun and then killing white people in the subway and then Joe Biden has the audacity and the governor of New York has the audacity to come out and saying we need gun control no you got to lock up criminals you got to do your damn job because this is happening not in Texas not in Arkansas not in states where people are armed because if people were armed on that subway and New York wasn't disarmed like other states that guy would have got shot and killed he never would have gotten away try that shit in Texas try that shit in Florida not happening Try that shit. Let me see you. Let me see you untrained idiot pull out your gun and start shooting people. I will smoke your ass. I'm good at shooting, bro. I will straight smoke you. No remorse. Walk over your dead corpse. Take your gun from you. Take a picture and send it to your kids, bro. No shame. You kill others. Your family will be ashamed of you. Yeah. Hundred percent, bro. You deserve every piece of suffering that comes to you if you make others suffer like that, bro. Like, dude, I'm just, I'm, t- I'm. Hey, but sick. here's the thing. You think the FBI wound him up and set him free? Dude, I think that I saw the meme. And again, like, what what was the frost? What was the first thing that hit your mind when you heard about this whole thing? This I mean, is like a false flag. Somebody's yeah. lying about something. FBI informant. Pro- FBI probably did this. It was probably like the FBI, and then they were like, "You're gonna take the fall for us, bro." Yes. Hey, shit. They probably planned this shit from the last eight years. They've been putting this stuff on the social media or something, and just waiting for the right moment to use this dude as a pawn. Yes. Like, exactly. And the reason why you think that is because what we we have so many reasons to think they that just they kidnapped the governor less the than governor, a year no, ago. That's- that's what I was about to say. Literally. The FBI, like the dudes that got in trouble for kidnapping the governor. When they went to the jury and everybody heard everything, they were like, we can't charge these guys because the FBI planned this shit and yes. got all these guys to cooperate. So like those guys are just straight up off the hook and the FBI is the one being like, well, damn, we almost got them. And it's just like, this doesn't seem like it's supposed to be y'all's job. What are y'all doing? You know, and it's like, bro, the it's, FBI- I'm so planned the attack on the governor i'm telling you three years from now just like this happened or four years from now just like it happened in 2018 and now in 2022 the truth comes out in two three years from now 
the FBI planned informants on January 6th, and that is why people went inside the Capitol. The FBI planned cops and had cops open the doors because that's why people walked in. The FBI wound up Frank, the black racist dude that lit up dudes on the the subway because, again, they give us so, so much ammo and reason to believe it. Call us conspiracy theorists. But you'd if, have to, if dude, you're not even allowed to say that at this point. You can't, you can't lose the son of the president's laptop, plan <laughs> a kidnapping on a United States governor. You can't do both of those things yeah. and then still be like, no, nah, give us the benefit of the doubt. It's like, no, nah, dude, yeah. you guys lost all of that. But what's and, scary, Ross, bro. is they have unlimited amount of power and resources to subpoena and prosecute whoever the hell they want. Man, you better move, bruh. Whew. What an episode. What's coming? What else is coming down the chute is the real question, bro. What's coming next? I suggest everybody stock up on food, on guns, on seeds, on know-how, on land. Do whatever you can, but do not depend on the man. The man is leading you to the slaughter right now. So, like, the system that everybody used to depend on, like, I know they're going to take care of it. These people are not, quote, unquote, taking care of it. The same people group, the same people that are in charge of you are in meetings with people like the Chinese that are putting dozens of millions of people in permanent states of lockdown to the point where they're killing themselves. They're jumping out of their buildings. They're dying of starvation. They're dying of dehydration. These people are suffering and dying because of what the government is doing to them to prevent COVID, everybody. They want to do the same things to you. It has nothing to do with COVID and everything to do with them upping their control. And listen to me. If you think I'm wrong about this, then guess what? Still pretend that I'm right. And in one year, if I was, you can go, well, that's nice. And if I was wrong, you can go, well, now I have all this extra food and money and land. Yeah. No, you're, you're so look, right. I'm just saying, if, like, if, pretend I'm right for a second, okay? It might save your life. If there's ever a time to prepare for a new world order, the dollar crashing, and again, this isn't. Listen, we ain't no victims here. We talked about things that we talked about this two weeks ago or last week. The difference between a victim and a boss is someone that learns from or prepares. I mean, look at Joseph. Joseph in the Bible, when he knew the famine was coming, we. No, there's a famine that's coming. There will be better days. But what are you going to do to prepare for the famine? I'm no financial advisor. One thing I'm doing, I got some crypto. I know people are saying, oh, my gosh, the globalists are going to take your crypto. Okay, there's ways that you can get it off the exchanges. Crypto, metals, gold and silver. Don't take have all of your money in the dollar because if the dollar does crash, you're screwed. Land. Real estate. There are plenty of ways that you can offset your risk on the dollar. And so, I mean, again, you talk to your financial advisor, even though the majority of your financial advisors are going to want to keep your money in the dollar because that's how they get paid. But I would mitigate for sure some of that risk. But um, we got a couple announcements before we wrap this thing up because we are, you got, I got my commu- the community event on for it's Wednesday right now as we're recording this. It's going to come out on Friday. And on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., we meet with all of our uh, members, a part of the Fearless community. There's a link in the description if you want to join. Me and Conservative Man are going to be in there tonight. We'll probably talk a lot about this. We have conversations with our members. It's a blast. 
So if you guys want to check out the community, there's a link in the description. If you follow Ross, you can click on Ross's link in his bio. There's a link in there where you can subscribe as well and become a member. And uh, that's the first thing. One other announcement. Our Instagram lives are no longer on Mondays and Thursdays. They are on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday night, 9 p.m. was with me and Conservative Ant. Starting next week, we're bringing back the panels, which is going to be awesome. And then on Thursday nights is me and Ross DeBoss, which, dude, the last couple Thursdays have been fun. We we had we went like two and a half hours last week. I know. So I was, just wanted to keep going. It's just fun to chit-chat. You know, good yeah. conversation's hard to come by. This was a good combo. I mean, this was 45 minutes. I went by so fast. I thought that, I thought we saw something like 25. I feel so bad, man. I just feel so bad. I wish I could stop all the bad stuff from happening, bro. I really do. It bugs me. It bugs me so much to watch evil people prevail over innocent people that are easily manipulated, man. It just seems wrong. Yeah, but remember what Chris Ann Hall said. She said, and we'll end people with this. People are waking up, at least. She said, yep. She said she's never been so hopeful for America because... The greatest revivals come out from the greatest oppression. The greatest revivals are always birthed out of the greatest oppression. So we're going to be going through it. We're going to be all right. We're going to be strong. And uh, the greatest revival will be birthed out of the greatest oppression. We love you guys. We'll be back next Friday. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram lives on Wednesday and Thursday nights at 9. Click the link in the description to join our community. We'll catch you guys later. Peace out.